I'm delighted that I know this gentleman as a personal friend, and he's got a long bio here of all the involvement that he has with sports figures throughout this country. I'll let him maybe tell you some of that, but I'm just uh, very appreciative that we're friends. We've uh, known each other for decades, and um, I'm just honored that he would be here and spend some time with us today. He's got a book, it's called It's a New Beginning, How to Turn Setbacks into Comebacks. And at the end, we're gonna raffle off two of them. I hope everybody got a raffle. Did you get a raffle when you came in? So we're gonna raffle these two books off. Uh, that's what he does. This is his ministry to bless people with uh, uh, this book. So uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Come on, let's give a warm welcome to Pastor Willie Alfonso. How you guys doing? Oh man, you gotta do better than that. How you doing? I took a three-hour ride to come here, man. Man, um, I got a little Pentecostal in me, so if you wanna, you know, say man, I'm good with that. But I, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Brooklyn boy. Breakfast, Stuyvesant, Williamsburg from the projects. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, I was telling Pastor Hammond that Brooklyn Tabernacle um, used to be the old RKO theater back in the days. And we used to sneak in there. One guy would pay, with lights go off, he popped the door, and then we all sneak in. <laughs> and now I'm preaching in, the, in that church. But I'm, I'm glad to be here. I, I'm, I'm thrilled to see young people in Bible college. I'm thrilled out of my mind to see young you know, folk in Bible college looking for what God has for them. You know, loving the Lord don't make you no punk. It don't make you soft. Like, I ain't no punk. Punk is not in me. It's not in my DNA. I love me some Jesus, man. Amen? Well, y'all saw the story, you know, coming from, from a family of seven, Father was an alcoholic, he beat the crap out of my mom, he used to beat us every single day. My brother and I used to go into our bedroom and take our bureau and put it against the door and put empty cans of Coca-Cola, 7-Up. 7-Up still around? Yeah. It is? Yeah. I haven't seen a 7-Up in a long time. <laughs> and we put empty cans there, so we come at nighttime and he tried to open the door to come into her, the cans would fall. That was our alarm to wake us up. And we hide behind the door and when he came in, we we run out, and that that was that was our life, you know. Until um, I went to defend my mother one time, because I said, you know, when I'm a man up, I'm gonna take care of this dude, you know. And I did. Now let me say this before I go any further. I was preaching somewhere, and after the service, this dude came up to me, told me, "Yo, Pastor Woody, thank you. I'm gonna go home and take care of business, you know." And I told him, "Listen, I do prison ministry, all right? So I'm not advocating that anyone go home and take care of business." But I did, and um, after defending her three days later, my father came back and they threw me in the street. So I lived in Brooklyn. I lived in the streets of Brooklyn, Lower East Side, lived in cardboard boxes. You know, in the winter time, you take the cardboard box, you put it over the train rail because the heat comes up and it keeps you warm. I lived in abandoned buildings. I woke up in the morning because rats were biting my feet, started sniffing glue, sniffing cabona. Different three on twelve. Back in the day, the refrigerators were run by gas. Days illegal, and there was a gas called three on twelve, and we used to pop it and sniff it, you know, to fry our brain. Started smoking pot, drinking cheap wine, 
knowing heroin, skin popping heroin, then mainlining heroin. And that was my life. I'd be on drugs, off drugs, on drugs, off drugs. Promised my wife I'd never go back, but I went back, you know. And then one day I was working in this print shop, and they hired, the print shop was all black and Hispanic brothers. You know, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, I'm, I'm straight up Boricua. Yeah. Rice and beans, you know, chuleta, aguacate, all that stuff. <laughs> That's me, man. And so, you know, the print shop, 60 employees, all black and Hispanics, and they, they hired this blonde haired, blue eyed white boy. I looked at this white boy, I said, man, I'm going to eat this boy up, man. <laughs> this white boy came, took out his hand, and said to me, my name is Otto Lang, and I want to tell you something. I want to tell you that Jesus loves you. And he read me a verse. I said, man, this is, like, this is a crazy white dude, man, coming with this Jesus junk. But this dude would come every single morning, shake my hand, tell me Jesus loved me, and read me a verse. And after a while, he got a little tired, so I took his Bible to the glue machine, and I glued his Bible. In a print shop, you glue something, it's not going to open. And he went to the cutter, and he cut the glue off, came back, told me Jesus loved me and read me a verse. <laughs> this guy had the audacity to start a Bible study and I'll preach out this white boy. And so I would go in that room a minute before Bible study, light up two joints, I smoked the place up. I said, we're gonna talk about Jesus, everybody gonna be high. <laughs> he would come in there and he'd talk about the Lord. Make a long story short, I was drunk out again. He invited me to church, I went to church. And I said, all the way in the back. I made this deal with God. I think God, Jesus, whatever your name is, personally, I think this Christian stuff is a hustle. But I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm strung out. My wife's gonna leave me. If you are who you say you are, and if you could do what people say you could do, if you could take this habit off my back and my wife don't leave me, no one will ever serve you like me. And I walked down the aisle. I gave my life to the Lord. I started this journey with God. But now I had a little problem. I never went to school, so I couldn't read. I was 27 years old, couldn't read two words. So a retired teacher, Angelica Valentin, tutored me for three years, every Tuesday and Thursday. And I would go to a house at 27, and I would read C-Sally Run. And I was 27 years old. I took the GD test six times. They knew me up in there. <laughs> I would show up and they'd say, oh, Mr. Alfonso, you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Bunch of haters, yeah. <laughs> I passed the GED test by two points on the sixth try. But I wanted this journey with God, man. You know, and you know why? Because this is what I want to talk to you about today. Because I learned that I was made for more. See, I wasn't made to be, by God, to be the statistic Puerto Rican kid that they found in the corner OD'd with a needle in his arm. No, that's not why God made me. I, I, was, I was made for more. I was made for way, way more, man. Way, way more than being shooting dope and cocaine doing speedballs. See, I was made for more and you were made for more. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know where you live. I don't know what kind of father or mother you have. I don't know nothing about your situation, but I know this. You were made for more. You were made for more. See, I'm personally a little sick and tired of hearing some of these preachers, they say, 
Come on to Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. That's a lie. You come to Jesus, everything's not going to be all right. But I'd rather go to what I'm going to go to with him than by myself. But everything's not going to be right. No, in John 16, 33, it tells us that in, in this life, in this world, we're going to have tribulations. We're going to have trouble. But greater is he that is in me than he's in the world. Now I can do all things, not some things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I started learning this stuff, man. I ran with it. See, I, I'm one of those hallelujahs. And I'm one of those Jesus freaks. I'm one of those guys, you know, holy rollers. I'm all that. That's, that's who I am. And if you don't like it, that's your problem, not mine. That is not my problem. It's your problem. See, because I lived on the street where I didn't bathe for a month and a half. See, I lived on the street, and all my teeth were all rotten from the quinine of the heroin. See, now they're all implants, and they're all mine. Okay? And if you think that I'm going back to that, you are out of your mind, man. You're out of your mind. There's no way that I'm going back to not bathing for a month, having rotten teeth, and eating out of garbage cans, and waking up in the morning because rats are biting my feet. You must be crazy, man. I, I, I'm a Jesus guy, man. See, I should be dead or dying of AIDS or doing life in jail. I'm here at night, night Bible college talking to you this evening. I am, I am, listen, I am the chaplain to the New York Yankees. That's crazy. That's nuts. I have six minor league rings. I got three World Series rings. I was chaplain to the Giants for seven years when David Tyree caught that ball in his head, which is considered the greatest catch ever in Super Bowl history. I was there. <laughs> David Tyree, the year before, playing for the Giants, was selling weed on the side, got busted. I went to jail, mentored him. He came to the Lord, and the following year, he made the greatest catch in Super Bowl history, and I was there. The Brooklyn Nets, I was their chaplain for 22 years. Junkie, dope fiend, homeless, eating out of garbage cans, living in cardboard boxes. If I sound like, if I sound like I'm bragging, I am. I am. I'm bragging on what Christ could do because. I, I, I don't know about you, but I was made for more. Yes. I was made for more. Young lady, you were made for more. Yes. I, I don't know you, you know, I don't know your situation, but it makes no difference what your situation Amen. is. You were made for more. Yes. Young lady, you were made for more. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know you for Adam, man, you know. All I know is that you're a, a, a very pretty young lady that God wants to use yes. in a real special way. And there's no limits to how God will use you, irregardless of the haters, irregardless of what. Because you were made for more. Amen. You were made for more, man. Come on, get with the program. You were made for more. You were made for by far more. But to get to that place of more, you got to have faith. You got to have faith. You got to believe, man. What's, what, what's faith? Believing in what you can't see. Did I ever imagine that I would be for 18 years, doing a Bible study with the greatest relief pitcher ever in the history of baseball, Mariano Rivera. Ex-dope me, in his mansion, 
in his office, sitting there. I am now discipling the greatest relief pitcher ever in the history of baseball. That's crazy. That's Jesus. Yeah. I remember Pastor Hammond, I think it was five years after I was, I was doing this, one day I said to him, hey, Mo, you know, that's what we call him, Mo. I said, hey, Mo, say thank you, Jesus. He says, why? I said, brother, just say it, man. Say thank you, Jesus. Tell me why. Just stop being stubborn. Say it. Say thank you, Jesus, man. He said, okay, thank you, Jesus. Why do you have me say it? Thank you, Jesus, that I'm saved, brother, because I would have robbed you blind. Man, you got some good stuff in here, man. Oh, Lord have mercy. There was nothing in there that he bought in John Bargain store. Nothing, man. That brother had some good stuff. I would have backed up the truck. I would have robbed that brother blind, man. I would have robbed him blind, man. Say thank you, Jesus, brother, because I would have robbed him blind. <laughs> Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we cannot see. I, I, like the, I like the New Living Translation. It says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see, man. Yes, sir. I'm not preaching no prosperity thinking. I'm not into that, man. I'll listen to one with a wacky theology talk about that. I'm talking about that I was made for more and you were made for more and there's no limits to it God will take you no limits man none whatsoever but those of you who follow basketball Alonzo Morning Alonzo Morning is one of the greatest power, power forwards ever in the history of basketball he came from the Miami Heat to the Brooklyn Nets I walked up to him when he first came and I said, Mr. Morning, how are you? My name is Pastor Willie. I'm the chaplain here. And I took out my hand and he looked up and he said, hmm. <laughs> and when a six foot ten, 345 pound brother said, hmm, you leave that brother alone. <laughs> that dude was taller than me sitting. I came the next day, said the same thing. He said, hmm. If you know the story about him, his kidney broke down. He almost died. He took cutting game of kidney. The day after the surgery at 5 o'clock in the morning, the Lord woke me up and told me, go to the hospital and see Alonzo Mourning. I said, Lord, the brother says, hmm. <laughs> I went to the hospital, went to see him. I walked in, and when I walked in, he said, hey, Pastor Woody, how you doing, man? With a smile. And I got ticked off. I said, I guess there's something about almost dying, and now you don't mind seeing the pastor. <laughs> Sit down, talk to him a little while. I was leaving, I turned around, I said, yo, Zoe, we call him Zoe. I said, Zoe, let me ask you a question. What are you going to do about Jesus? He said, you don't understand what I've done. I said, let me sit down and tell you what I've done. Mm -hmm. Share my story, and he gave his life to the Lord. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest power forwards ever in the history of the NBA. Left the Nets, went back to Miami, and when Miami went to the championship, the NBA championship, he flew me and my wife to be there that day. Ex-junkie. Dopey. Mm -hmm. Homeless. Got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Flew me and my wife to Connecticut to be there. You had Michael Jordan. You had all the great basketball players, the commissioner of basketball, cameras from all over the world. And here's this six foot ten brother being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And in the middle of his acceptance speech, he Pastor Willie, stand up. He said, You see that brother there? He led you to the Lord. Where? In my wildest imagination, when I was homeless, eating out of garbage can, did I think that one day one of the greatest power forwards would have me stand up and say that? But 
You know why? I would pay for more. I would pay for more. I don't know about you. He wrote a book, sold over two million copies, and if you read chapter 10, it's all about our friendship. That's crazy. Puerto Rican brother from the project, apartment 5F. Lafayette <laughs> <laughs> Gardens, apartment 5F. Dauphine. Because I was made for more. I was made for more. We had, you know, we, we have to take our faith and we have to put it into action. We can't allow, we can't allow anyone, any person, any bad news, any nothing to stop us from getting to where Christ wants us to get to. Nothing. All the haters, man, they're out there, I couldn't care less about them. I'm on this journey with God, man. Amen. I'm on this journey with God. Praise the Lord. And man, there are hiccups, and sometimes you're on that roller coaster, that's all right. Now, I'm not a perfect dude, man. Don't get me wrong. You press the wrong button, you meet a different Pastor Willie. <laughs> Go ahead. Hit my new ride on the way out. <laughs> or hit my new car on the way out. Or you're going to meet a different Pastor Willie. <laughs> and that word pastor, reverend, chaplain don't mean nothing. Don't mean nothing, man. I struggle just like you. I get tempted just like you. I get stupid just like you. <laughs> that word comes out of my mouth very little, but at times it does. So if you're looking for a pastor that's going to tell you that he's lying on the clouds, he's holy, holy, that ain't me. That ain't me. It's a lie. And those that tell you that they're flying high, they're lying. We struggle just like you, man. But I know that I was made for more. I'm married to my wife 50 years. 50 years. When we get to heaven, she gonna live in a mansion. I'm gonna live in the projects. She put up with me 50 years. I'm a complicated guy. But to think that I'm married to the same woman for 50 years. Puerto Rican. How many Puerto Rican couples you know married 50 years? Very few to none. To me, that's the greatest testimony I could ever be. That I love one woman. I'm going to tell you something. I'm in love with this little Puerto Rican girl, man. This girl's fine, man. She's fine, man. I'm like stupid in love with this girl. I'm telling you right now. I'm not embarrassed to say it. See, some of y'all laughing, no, I'm not embarrassed to say, I'm stupid in love. We say in Spanish in Chulao. Right? See, and I say these things because you're young, and I want you to wait on God to bring that right person in your life so that you could be in Chulao. Yes, Let me Let me say this, okay? Um, when an athlete is going to the Olympics, what is the purpose of that athlete going to that Olympics? Who can tell me? Come on, somebody tell me. What? To win. To win, to win what? Gold medal, right? You said gold. Why didn't you say bronze? Why didn't you say silver? See, if I'm an athlete and I'm going to the Olympics and I tell my coach, oh, I'm gonna win a bronze medal, he will kick me off the team. <laughs> I'm going to win a silver medal. They will kick me off the team because the purpose of going to the Olympics is to win a gold medal. And check this out. 
when it comes to a mate, God has gold for you. Amen. If you get silver or bronze, you pick that. <laughs> God don't give silver. He don't give bronze. So if you're dating some knucklehead that you know you shouldn't be with, dump that chump, dump that girl like a bad habit. Because God has both for you. He doesn't have silver. He doesn't have bronze for you. So if, you, if you're dating bronze or silver, you pick that. Some of you are looking at me don't like it. I don't really care. <laughs> I couldn't care less. I'm getting my car going home in 20 minutes. Exactly. You get mad all you want. But you know I'm telling you the truth. Yep. Because you were made for more. You weren't made, you weren't made to be stuck with some knucklehead that's going to cheat on you. You weren't, you weren't made to hook up with some girl that's going to cheat on you. You weren't made to... Be stuck with someone that's not loyal to you. They're not going to be a good mom or good dad. You know, they're going to go, you weren't made for that. You, you were made because God wants you to give you the best. He wants to give you gold, not bronze, not silver, man. So listen, man, don't don't hook up with the knucklehead. Don't hook up, don't hook up with the knucklehead, man. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's not for you. Because you were made for more. I don't care how young you are. How old you are? I'm 67 years old. Okay? I'm collecting Social Security already. I told Social Security I did not want a check. I wanted direct deposit. I didn't want it to bounce. And I'm going to die at 110. I'm getting all my money. Every dime. Every dime. I have three daughters. My oldest daughter is 46. She's married. My second girl is 44. She's a... a, a a nurse, she's a professor of nursing at Wagner College. Uh, she's a high-functioning autistic girl. And she managed to become a professor of, of nursing and a maternity nurse, and she travels all through Europe by herself. Wow. And then 15 years later, we had another girl, her name is Krista. And Krista, you need to pray for her. She's not walking with the Lord. But let me tell you something, I'm not sweating it. Because I got promises from God. And let me tell you something about the Lord. The Lord is not a deadbeat dad. The Lord is not a deadbeat dad. What's a deadbeat dad? A deadbeat dad is a father that promises his children the world and fulfills nothing. That's thank God. You lie and I lie, but God don't lie. What he say he gonna do, he gonna do. He gonna do it. He gonna do it. Here, in Matthew 17, it says, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing's impossible with you. You guys are here in school, man. Finish school. Education equals power. I'm going to say it again, man. Education equals power. Empower yourself, not only academically, but empower yourself in the things of God. Psalms 119 says, that word I have hid in my heart. Why? I don't feel against you, God. So then when the temptation comes, I could pull out a verse, man, and it'll bail me out with the lifesaver that God throws your way. Come on, man. Someone say hallelujah because I'm Hallelujah! I'm about to go You made for more. Yeah, my man, sit down all slick. You made for more, bro. You made for more, man. You're a special young man created by God. You do something special for God that only you could do. Nobody else could do it. No one, young lady, no one else could do it for you. Nobody, my man. No one could do it for you. No one could do it for you. No one could do it for you. You 
you, 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 man. Special, special. I feel it from here, man. I can sense it from here. You're a special young man. Created by God. You're something special for God. Yes. Only you can do. Hallelujah. All hell wants to come around and rob you of it. Man, you stay with the Lord and you watch. He won't blow you up. Amen. He won't blow you up. How, how do I know God will blow you up? Man, I live a fantasy, man. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? I get on private planes. And that plane I get on is not like the plane you get on. You get on and when you make that turn, it's a living room. And when you get to the middle of the plane, it's a chef. And he says, what would you like to eat, sir? And it's not a bag of potato chips. <laughs> Brooklyn boy, Puerto Riqueño Boricua, from the projects. That gave his life to Jesus and put his trust in the Lord and look what God is doing. I don't know about you, but I was made for more. How about you? Would you take that and run with it that you were made for more? Let's bow our head. I want, I want to make two challenges before I leave. The first challenge I want to make is to those who know God. You know, you know the Lord. You have accepted Christ as your Savior. The Spirit of God lives in you. The third part of God, the Holy Spirit, lives in you because you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. But get, check this out. You know that you're not living for God the way you should. You know you're not, man. You know it, and I know it. And you know you're playing with some stuff, man, that's going to rob you of what God wants to give you. Because the devil's a liar. He's seeking who to devour. And he has this he has this little tease on you, and you're messing with stuff that you know you shouldn't be messing with, man. You're living two lives. You got one, one foot in the things of God and one foot in the world. And listen, you need to walk away from that because you're special. You were made for more. And if that's you, let me see how much heart you have. Let me see how, how serious you are about God. If that's you, if you're not living the way you should, and you know you're not, man, and you want to rededicate yourself to the Lord. You're already saved. You die, you go to heaven. But you want to rededicate yourself as a way of saying, Lord, I'm serious about my walk, man, because I was made for more. I ask you to stand. Don't be embarrassed, man. Don't be embarrassed. That's what church is all about, man. Give you an opportunity to get right with God. Because you're special. You're special. Created by God to do something special for God that only you could do. Nobody else could do it for you. But God wants to see some faithfulness. If that's you, just, just stand and say, that, that, that's me, man. That's me. That's me, man. I'm, and I'm a, you know what? I'm, I'm going to rededicate myself to the Lord today, and I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get back with the program. I mean, I've dedicated myself a whole lot. I, I'll rededicate myself today. Because my life ain't so right before God that can throw any stones at you. Anybody else stand? Say, that's me. Say, God, thank you. Thank you for these young men ladies that are up. God, you know what the deal is? I don't need to know. That's between you and them. But I know you're going to honor them for standing. Hallelujah. You can sit. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge. Maybe. Listen. Maybe. Just maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's someone here you never gave your life to Jesus. You never gave your life to Jesus. This is your day. The Bible says the day of salvation is today. It's not tomorrow. I want to get in my car. 
I want to go through the tunnel, get to Staten Island, but that's not promised to me. I may not make it. Day of salvation. If you've never given your life to the Lord, with your head bowed, everyone, eyes closed, talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Tell Him, I know, Lord, that you went to the cross for me. Tell Him, I know that you were nailed on that cross for me. Past sins, present sins, future sins. Talk to Him right now. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, God. Come into my heart. And when you're done with Pastor Willie, do for me. Talk to him. I accept you right now as my Lord and Savior. And if that was you, would you pick up a hand so I can pray for you? Anybody? Say, that's me. That's me. That's me. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I need to get right with God. Anybody here raise their hand and say, that's me. I only have 10 seconds. I'm not trying to, you know, make no one do something they don't want to do. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your kindness, Lord God. Hey, Lord, there's a lot of things about I know about you. There's some things I don't know about you. There's some things I'm not sure about you. But there's just one thing among other things that I'm positive about you. That's that you're a good God. That you're good. Oh, hallelujah. You're good. And I would ask you to continue to bless those who are here. Bless their coming. Bless their going. Bless Pastor Hammond. Continue to bless our friendship for over 25 years, Lord God. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here today. In Jesus' name, amen.